good afternoon and welcome to Let's Talk. The pastor is in. I'm program host Kip Allen. Let's Talk is a program for the Christian layman, the Lutheran who believes but may have some questions. Well, in short, the program's designed for someone just like me. Now, there's a lot I just don't understand. It doesn't have to be something soul-shaking. It might just be something trivial that's been on my mind for a while. But rather than getting into a deep chapter and verse theological discussion, I find that sometimes a casual front porch style talk of the pastor's the best way to understanding. And that's what this program is all about. Today's guest is Pastor Mark Preuss of St. Andrew's Lutheran Church in Campus and Campus Center in Laramie, Wyoming. Now, I have my questions. I'm sure you have yours. So you can send your questions by email at any time during the program at letstalk at kfuo.org or call in during the program in the St. Louis area, including Metro East. Call us at 314 314- 821-0850 or toll free anywhere in North America at 1-800-730-2727. Well, my guest today is Pastor Preuss from Wyoming. How are you doing, Pastor? I'm doing okay. How are you? Well, we're getting ready for some really rough, really hot weather. Although I tell you, after this winter we had, I'm not all that unhappy to see it. But still, you know, I used to live in Southern California and uh, there we would sometimes get to be 110, 120 They'd say, oh, it's a dry heat. Yeah, well, so's my oven. Yeah, right, I know. <clears throat> yeah, once it, once it gets past a certain temperature, it doesn't yeah. matter if it's dry or wet. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, today I, I've got something pretty serious on my mind. Uh, there has been, in recent days and weeks, there's been a couple of high-profile suicides. Now, over and above that, I know... I, my personal life, I have been touched by suicides, and I suspect many, many people out there have as well. Now, I've got a study in front of me that's just been released by the National Institute for Mental Health, and it says that about 45,000 Americans kill themselves every year. It's the 10th leading cause of death overall. It's the second leading cause of death for individuals between the ages of 10. Can you believe that? 10 and 34. And the the fourth leading cause of death among people ages 35 to 54. There are twice as many people killed in suicide as in homicide. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And what's worse is this trend is increasing over the last 10 to 10 to 15 years, suicide rates in this country have increased by about 30%. Pastor, this, to my mind, bearing in mind, I'm just a layman, this is a symptom of a very deep spiritual sickness. What's going on? Yeah, I'm glad you approached it that way. Um, We often hear... About, about mental health, and, you know, we need to examine that. But um, in our secularized culture, it, uh, you know, people just ignore the spiritual element. And, uh, I mean, the devil is behind all of this murder. And that's what suicide is, it's murder. People are murdering themselves. Um, and, uh, and why would they do that? And so there's, uh, the, the chief goal of the devil is to make us despair of God. That's his final goal, is that we despair and we have no trust in God, because that's, that's, uh, that's how he murders us. 
and that is his goal. Is that is that what happens? I mean, are we actually talking maybe about possession? Uh, no, there's a difference between demon possession, where he actually, uh, you know, takes over all of your faculties, and um, and and in the sense in which the devil works in the sons of disobedience. So. The uh, Bible says in Ephesians and Colossians that the devil works in the sons of disobedience, but if he works his will, um, but he uses the freedom of, of, of a person to do that. And that's different than possessing someone, a demon possessing someone, and simply making him do what he wants. Like, um, yeah, like you see examples of in the Bible or in Madagascar. Um, but what we have, I mean, the ultimate goal of the devil is to destroy everything that is good and true and beautiful. He hates God. And life is a good thing, even when we don't feel it, even when we don't see why it is good. And so the devil drives to despair um, and, and robs hearts of comfort. And, uh, and so they, they look to a way out. They look for suicide. So. I, guess, I guess that's, that's the key to it, is despair. I remember uh, discussing with a pastor once the fate of Judas and... Mm-hmm. What was said there was that Judas's true sin was not in betraying and not in betraying Jesus, but in believing that his sin was so grievous it could not be forgiven, and that's what drove him to suicide. Yeah, that's the yeah. His it, it was despair. I mean, that's exactly what it was. It was despair, and uh, and you find this in. Um, I mean, the, the two parts of repentance are contrition and faith. And contrition is this, it is a little bit of despair, despair of yourself and, uh, and uh, um, just feeling God's wrath on you and its sorrow. But without faith, without the gospel coming and pointing you away from yourself and saying, no, but all of that sin you see was laid on Christ and he took it away, uh, and, and thereby giving you eternal life. With that, then you have what what Judas did, you have just plain um, despair. All he had was the law. He knew that he had done wrong, but he, did, he couldn't believe that God could have mercy on him. And that's the devil. I mean, this is what um, Jesus explicitly uh, says, um, uh, that you know, the devil took... Uh, John says the devil had entered into the heart of Judas, you know, to make him betray him. Well, the devil leads you to sin, and then when he leads you to sin, he tells you that there's no way out. And, uh, and he also... Um, you know, he, this is all of all of the despair that's going on um, in people's lives. He drives us inside of ourselves, and he he makes us not thankful. He makes us not recognize what is what is good in our lives. Um, he makes us just despair. I mean, this is if you look at Luther's small catechism. I think Luther was very well well um, uh, well acquainted with uh, what today we call depression. Um, and other times what's called melancholy, the very, very deep sorrow and sadness. And, and uh, Luther has a lot of good things to say about this. Um, there's a book called, uh, edited or translated by a man named Tappert, called Luther's Letters of Spiritual Counsel, but where he gives a lot of, uh, shows a lot of insight into this. Um, but in the small catechism, which all Lutherans learn under Lead Us Not to Temptation, the meaning is that, uh, God tempts no one, but we pray in this petition that God would guard and keep us, so the devil, the world, and our sinful nature 
may not deceive us or mislead us into false belief, despair, and other great shame and vice. So that is the greatest temptation is always false belief and despair. You know, that's what the devil's going to do. So you look at the people who commit suicide. They believe the wrong thing about themselves and about God. Judas believed the wrong thing about God. He didn't believe that he was merciful, and he couldn't see. His guilt overwhelmed him. And so also when people, you know, whatever the reasons are, uh, it's hard to sort through them of why people commit suicide. The ultimate thing is that the devil has made them believe the wrong thing about life, about God, about themselves. And because of that, because of his, did God really say, he leads to despair. And it's, that, that's, that's his tax. So that's what he does. It, it's almost like there's a, a, a voice whispering, I suppose, to a person saying, you're not worth it. The yeah. Word. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is what... And the devil, you know, he puts you under the law, because the law, the, the law tells you, you know, hey, you're worth it if you do this, if you do that. And, and if you look, and what the devil will do is he'll show you underneath everything, and he'll try to tell you, and, and, you know, no, but even if that's good, underneath it is this, and, and I've spoiled this, and I've done that. He's just a master of this, and this is why the only one, the only one who can save us from, from, uh, from any kind of death, from this power of the law and this despair and false belief is Christ. He says, no, I, you're worth it. I shed my blood for you. You know, that's the truth. So even if you can't find a reason in your life to say, I'm, you know, life is worth living and I'm worth it to other people, if, if the devil has so clouded your mind in that manner that you can't see that, then at least, you know, listen and turn away from yourself and listen to Christ. This is why going to church, you know, receiving, receiving the sacraments and hearing the gospel all the time, you know, having daily devotions, immersing yourself in God's Word, uh, talking with other people about God, having God's Word on your lips and on your that, that drives away the false belief. Even you know, even in those who who are uh, who are diseased and, and they can't control their minds, the, the the Word of God still has power in those circumstances, and and so that's our only hope. And if we look at if we look at I mean, it's, it's an epidemic, obviously, all of, the, all of these suicides around us, and it's so sad. Um, but, but really, I mean, this, is, this is human nature. Sin, every sin is, in a sense, a spiritual suicide. You know, you're killing yourself. You're spiritually killing yourself. For the soul that sins, it shall die. And, and your life is not your own. It's, 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 yeah. It belongs yeah. to God. Yeah, it always did. Yeah, and when people realize, you know, like they don't have control of it, it's like, well, you never did. You never really did. You know, you, you, you like look at it from the right perspective, and this is what I, I just I love that uh, temp, that that uh, it is not a temptation part of the small catechism and the large catechism because it's you know it's not like most temptations you think oh you know chocolate is tempting or sex is tempting but here it's it's false belief and despair those are the greatest temptations Luther had, Lutherans have been saying this in the Bible the Psalms are replete of this you know that that that, that these are the greatest temptations. Believing the wrong thing, saying, you know, hey, I'm not, life's not worth living. I'm not worth it. You know, these, these, it's just did God really say from the garden, you know, and, 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 uh, that's ultimately like suicide is in a sense the devil's greatest triumph because he made, he, he made, he gave a physical evidence of a person's despair. And that's what's so terrifying about it for us all, you know, um, and, uh, and I think it's, you know, you can talk about a lot of the, the causes, uh, in, in, in our culture, um, 
people don't know what they're living for. You know, they're, they, they have all sorts of pseudo friendships online. They, um, you know, they, 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 we, we live in a very self-centered narcissistic world as if we aren't narcissistic and self-centered already by nature. And, and, uh, really this false belief, it's, in despair, we are left alone by ourselves. That's when the devil goes after us. Luther talks about this a lot in his um, in his letters of spiritual counsel, where he he says to, the worst thing for someone who is suffering from these temptations, because he calls this is the devil tempting him, you know, for, for this despair. The worst thing is to isolate oneself, you know, and that can it happens. Isolation happens even more uh, severely when you get into drugs and alcohol or you know, um, uh, in, into bad sexual relationships, it drives you farther and farther into your own thoughts and your own self. And when the devil has you alone with your own thoughts, he's going to be able to make you believe the wrong thing and thereby despair of God's mercy. I was so discussing. That, I was discussing well, this the other day with uh, Pastor Will Whedon, who, as you know, is the LCMS director of worship and the host of Thy Strong Word. And yeah. he said he thought one of the biggest uh, problems leading to uh, suicide is loneliness. Oh, yes. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. This isolation. It is loneliness. He's completely right. And I think that's what we're observing, but it's, 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 it's been observed in the past. We know this. This is true. Now the question is, is why are people so lonely? You know, what is it? Like, like he's, the, the, the recent um, celebrity suicides... They, they seem to have had it all, you know. They had, you know, they had money. They had people who admired them and fame, and yet they were lonely. You know, they were all alone. And and uh, I often think I'm a campus pastor, and I often think that the dorms, you know, where all freshmen live, there are tons of people everywhere. But it is they are lonely places. People are all alone, and in, in that even surrounded by so many people. And and that's where you know the importance of of, of good relationships and hearing God's Word and having healthy relationships um, that you, where, where, where God's Word is on your lips. Uh, Luther says in the large catechism on, this, I think, the second commandment, that the devil cannot long abide where God's Word is spoken, prayed, sung, meditated on. And, and, uh, and when you have other people speaking God's Word to you, what is God doing? He's taking away your false belief and giving you the right belief, and the right belief is that you should not despair. Christ has died for you. You everything you do when you have faith in Christ, everything you do has value. It will last forever. Like the Psalm says, um, uh, "Blessed are the uh, Revelation says, uh, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them." And and knowing that, I've seen this because you know we Lutherans, we understand you know law kills us. We're worthless, poor, miserable sinners, and the gospel makes us alive. You know, and then the question is, is well, what is what is our life? Is it just a, a, a constant and continuous being killed and made alive? Yeah, but we, we are alive. Our primary identity is not uh, is not dead. We are alive to God through faith in Christ Jesus, and this means that everything we do has has value. Um, uh, even even you know, there are moments where we say all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags, and we confess that. Yet in Christ. Everything is good. If we are in Christ, then we bear fruit, fruit that will last. So that's, I think, too, is the devil leads you up. Like, even if you've accomplished so many things, in the end, what does the Bible say of anything you've accomplished apart from Christ? 
vanity, vanity. All everything is vanity, says the preacher. You know, so they're, they're coming to a realization that is true. Like Judas, he was wrong to betray Jesus, but but then the devil leaves them there, and they don't hear the gospel, and they don't realize that that Christ has redeemed even that life, even that life that you think is is irredeemable or that you can't face because it's a pain. No, Jesus has redeemed it, and it is valuable, and it is precious. It is worth living for and, and suffering for. Well, you look at uh, at the broad spectrum of this killer. Uh, you know, I can look at someone who is drug-addled or uh, homeless, you know, just has no, no hope, no future, no beliefs. Mm-hmm. And maybe I can stretch my imagination and say, okay, this person has decided that they have nothing left to live for. But then there are all these high-profile, wealthy, famous people. Uh, there's a poem. Uh, I don't know if you're f- familiar with it. It's written by a gentleman named Edwin Arlington Robinson. It was called Richard Corey. And I'm just going to recite it here, and I think it'll be an interesting, uh, an interesting jump to the conversation. Whenever Richard Corey went downtown, we people on the pavement looked at him. He was a gentleman from soul to crown, clean-favored, and imperially slim. And he was always quietly arrayed, and he was always human when he talked. But still he fluttered pulses when he said, Good morning, and he glittered when he walked. And he was rich, yes, richer than a king, and admirably schooled in every grace. In fine, we thought that he was everything to make us wish that we were in his place. And so on we worked and waited for the light, went without meat and cursed the bread. And Richard Corey, one calm summer night, went home and put a bullet through his head. Yeah, that sounds like Robinson. I remember reading him in college. He was, uh, yeah, and this is, <laughs> I think this, this is, this is it's part of the human existence. You know, apart from the gospel, we, we really are in darkness. There's a veil over us, like Isaiah calls it, like, um, and and uh, and it really like there's this futility and despair over us. You know the the, the Greeks talked about this, and and they had like you've heard of the myth of uh, Sisyphus, right? Oh yes. Or, yeah. So he he rolls the rock up and it rolls down, and and the people look at it. Well, this is it was a punishment uh, for him, but it, people have analyzed this, especially in recent years. Um, the absurdists do this. That basically life is absurd. Like well, even even if it's not a rock, you build a building. So what? You built a building, and then you die. You know, like you, 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 you taught millions of people how to enjoy food, and then you die. You know, like you, you, what is the value of anything that we do unless it is eternal and unless it is done in God? In other words, the reason people don't know they have value and they don't know they have worth is because the devil is robbing them of the gospel, which alone reveals God to them alone reveals the gracious God, uh, the, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, uh, the, the God who gave his only Son to die for, for sin. And, and it's also, this, like, the devil works with pride. You know, he, he lifts us up, we accomplish this, we accomplish this. We work our whole life long accomplishing something, and then all of a sudden, you know, you, you look at it, and it's just, well, what is it worth? Well, what was it worth to you the whole time? You know, if you had done it in God, and you, if you had given all of your works to God and said, I know that there are sins here, but I know that you can make them clean, then you would not have had your heart in your works. You would have had your heart in God, so that when your works fell, you wouldn't have just despaired. When you saw that your works, you know, hadn't accomplished what you thought they would, 
then you still wouldn't despair because you have God, you have Jesus, and you have value. Um, and this is where, you know, this is, this is uh, you can be very theologically astute and still be attacked by the devil in this way. You can know all of the doctrine and have it in your head, but the devil keeps it from entering your heart and comforting you. And this is, this is where we, again, like, the loneliness that we have that needs to be ended. This is one of the reasons why I'm so thankful to God that he's given me a wife and children, because, you know, I just have to fight through the day, and I get home, hey, you know, I have to go discipline my kids, teach them, you know, do something. And I always, you know, um, I always, after I just hang out with my family for a little bit, even if it's taking care of sick kids, it feels better. I feel better, you know? And, and then the kids ask questions about God, and then I'm like, oh, I have to answer this. And this is a wonderful, you know, that we, do, we need to find family and friends. You know, we need to fight for these relationships because, because it's not just no man is an island, you know? No man is an island. Mm-hmm. Nobody, can, uh, nobody can do it on his own. That, that reminds me of another poem by, by John Donne. Have you ever heard that, No Man is an Island? That's not for whom the bell tolls. It tolls yeah, for the yeah. <laughs> yeah. For I am in, I like uh, for I am involved in men. Oh boy, I used to remember that. Know that by heart. No man yeah. is an island entire to itself. For I am involved in mankind. Every man is a piece of the continent, a part of the main. Yeah, and then yeah. because I am involved in man. Okay, any man's death diminishes me because I am involved in mankind, and therefore never okay. send to know for whom the bell tolls. Tolls for thee. Ah. You know, and it's yeah, it's. I mean, gives you chills. Way, I'm really impressed with your knowledge of poetry. I'm, I, I, it gives me hope for the world. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's so true. This is John Donne. He was a Christian. He was an Anglican priest, you know. So he, he was very close to Lutheran and doctrine. Yeah. Um, but he saw this. It's it's not but, just that we we can't we don't have hope unless we have other people around us. It's that any man's suffering is our suffering, and Jesus is the man who shows because he takes the suffering of the entire world upon himself. He shows us not only what it means to love God above all things, but to love your neighbor as yourself. He loved, he loved, every, he loved the suicides as, as much as he loved himself. He loved the, the, the clinically depressed and, and the melancholy and, and, uh, um, and those who had never heard of him and had spent their whole lives ignoring him. He, he loves them. He suffered for them. And, uh, yeah, that's, the, the, that, that's what... Getting, getting, like you said, like a, suicide has affected most of our families, mm. and there are a few things that that we need to, um, you know, I, I think should be said. One is, um, just as kind of a curb of the behavior, uh, we should never glorify suicide. Absolutely and, not. And, yeah, and and that's where, like, I told, I tell my students, because um, I, I, I haven't. I tell my students I will not do a funeral for a suicide. I will do a private graveside thing with the family, but I, I won't I won't do a big funeral because um, because what happens is people get atten- you know they give attention because they, you know, they want to like it's a sad thing you know but then the people see they get that attention and they're lonely and somehow in the crooked logic that the devil puts in their minds they think that they will somehow enjoy this attention they get after they die, or they enjoy the thought that they will get it, you know? And, and so they join us, and they look at this as a solution, because it seemed almost, even though it was a sad thing, it is a happy moment when so many people care about you, you know? And, and, and so you, you, you can't, 
it has to be, and this is this this is why the old you know the old rule that suicides don't get buried in in the church cemetery, like Luther's Luther actually. Um, Luther actually uh, has that opinion, and uh, I think I have it's part of his table talk. And um, if I could read it, if you don't mind, um, he says, uh, "I don't share the opinion that suicides are certainly to be damned. That is, that you know, it's not, it's not. He doesn't think that all suicides go to hell, uh, like Judas or somebody, you know." And he says, "My reason is that they do not wish to kill themselves, but are overcome by the power of the devil." And I think that we've seen, a lot of us have seen that in our families and in other places. They are like a man who was murdered in the woods by a robber. However, this is, I don't, you know, kind of breaking his rule, this ought not to be taught to the common people, lest Satan be given an opportunity to cause slaughter. And I recommend that the popular custom be strictly adhered to according to which the body is not carried over the threshold, that is, it isn't buried in the church. Right? Did you see, like... The reason that he says it shouldn't be talked to the common people is because Satan would be given an opportunity to cause slaughter. Well, what has happened? Everybody glorifies suicides, you know, and, and, they, and they get so much attention, and the devil has used it as an opportunity to cause slaughter. I mean, this is what has happened, you know? Um, and, uh, and so he, Luther says, uh, he goes on, he says, uh, such persons do not die by free choice or by law, but our Lord God will dispatch them as he executes the person through a robber. Magistrates should treat them quite strictly, but suicides quite strictly, although it is not plain that their souls are damned. However, they are, there are, they are examples by which our Lord God wishes to show that the devil is powerful, and also that we should be diligent in prayer. But for these examples, we would not fear God, hence he must teach us in this way. And those are pretty, I mean, that, that's, uh, those are pretty profound words. Um, that is, God, these examples show that the devil really is powerful and real. And we should also, I think, stress that the Senate does not have an official position regarding the eternal state of individuals who have committed suicide. I know some some religions do. They say, well, this this is it. He committed suicide. This person is damned. We don't have a position on that. Well, yeah, the Bible doesn't, the Bible doesn't make it clear. That's why Luther has that. This is, uh, gives that opinion. And and but he never. He also doesn't say suicides go to heaven. The, the, the issue is that it's uncertain. You know, like because you know, it's like if, if you get if if uh, if you if you die while you're committing a mortal sin, that's kind of you know, well, whoa, what's going on? And, and Luther says, well, it could happen that he did. It was done unwillingly. You know, like the devil took over his mind like a robber. You know, and I think that that we can. You know, that's 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 a. A, a comforting opinion, but it's 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 also not something that Luther says should be taught as if it's the rule, you know, because there is this uncertainty, there is this fear that, like, whoa, wait a second, the devil needs to be resisted. Suicide is not a peaceful end to your problem. No, it's not. No. You know, it doesn't do these things. It is it is a terrifying, uncertain, and and uh, <laughs> um uh, and and it's like almost it's a continuation of the misery. That that leads a person to commit suicide. The, the misery is then spread to everyone else, you know. And 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 also, um, you know, you, it's yeah, despair is the worst thing. And I, I think that um, we should never, you know, like, it's, we shouldn't say all suicides go to hell, and we shouldn't say all suicides go to heaven. Um, we just and, don't and know. People, 
we just don't, yeah, people don't like that because, you know, they want certainty. Um, and, uh, but the only certainty we have is in the gospel and the promise of it. And so we commend them, you know, if they were faithful Christians, we commend them to God. We, we think of God's election and how they were Christians and, um, and, and for, 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 you know, however long they were Christians in their life. And, uh, you know, and we pray that God would not let the devil take us over like that. And, um, and we commend them to God and, um, and trust that he is merciful. Okay. So that's, that's, that's what we do. And, 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 but, but to say that, hey, a suicide is automatically in heaven, that's not, it's not just that because the Bible says it's uncertain, but it also might lead other people to be emboldened to do that, yeah. you know? So... Yeah. Well, we got to take a break right now, Pastor. I'm sorry to interrupt you on this thing. Unfortunately, the log says I got to do it. And we are ruled by the log here at KFUO as well as the Lord. We'll be back right after these messages. Friday on Issues Etc. will resurrect our series responding to Roman Catholic proof texts, talking with Professor Stephen Parks about 2 Timothy 2 and apostolic succession. It's This Week in Pop American Christianity with Chris Rosebro, and we'll play Issues Etc. Soundbite of the Week. Issues Etc. Live weekday afternoons from 3 to 5 on KFUO. The Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, on behalf of Concordia Plan Services, Lutheran Housing Support Corporation, Concordia University System, Lutheran Church Extension Fund, the LCMS Foundation, and Corporate Synod, daily reaches out to our members and partners, working together to support our local, global, and international ministries, church workers, and LCMS initiatives at large to carry the mission forward and to serve each other in love. Opportunities to serve, lcms.org slash careers. Hi, this is Pastor Mark Azil, the LCMS Director of Campus Ministry and the Chancellor of LCMSU, inviting you to join us right here on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. in the Student Union. If you can't make it, Student Union is always available as a podcast at kfuo.org. Learn more about LCMSU at lcmsu.org. And remember, college is tough. You need Jesus. We'll help. Wednesday afternoon at 2 on KFUO. This week on The Lutheran Hour. Jesus taught the disciples about God's love, about his gracious rule and reign in our lives. And still today, Jesus' parables have contact with the day-to-day life you and I live. Dr. Dale Meyer, this week on The Lutheran Hour. Sundays at 1230 and 5 p.m. on Worldwide KFUO. On June 15, 1215, King John signed the Magna Carta, in effect a royal guarantee of the rights of the Church. We have granted to God, and by this our present charter, have confirmed for us and our heirs forever that the English Church shall be free. But did you know Stephen Langton, a scholar at the University of Paris who became the Archbishop of Canterbury and helped author the Magna Carta, also played a significant part in the history of the Bible? Today we easily quote from chapters in the Bible, but it wasn't until the early 13th century when Stephen Langton helped separate the Bible into chapters that the system substantially in use today made quoting chapter and verse possible. 
Engage with the Bible throughout history, the book of all books. Brought to you by Museum of the Bible. Welcome back to Let's Talk. The Pastor is in. I'm program host Kip Allen. My guest pastor today is Pastor Pastor Mark Preuss of Laramie, Wyoming. We are discussing suicide. My gosh, think of all the implications of that. If you want to join the discussion, you can call us in the St. Louis area at area code 314-8210-850. Anywhere in North America, toll free at 1-800-730-2727. Or you can email us at letstalk at kfuo.org. Pastor, there's some interesting breakdowns here, both in terms of uh, demographics and... uh, Gender, things along this line. I want to just throw a couple of factors out here, and then let's let's get into it a little bit. One is that men by far commit suicide more often than women, at a rate of almost four to one. Men are by far more likely to kill themselves. But the one thing that really struck me is uh, this breakdown here gives suicide rates by ethnicity. The highest group most likely to commit suicide, the highest group that is most affected by suicide, are Native Americans and Alaska Natives. Following them, not by much, are whites. Then Hispanic, Black, and Asian Pacific Islanders at a much lower rate. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's thin. It's, it's very sad. I, um, yeah, I, I, I think that, uh, you can you can look at I mean, a lot of people despair of of life. Um, I think there's a lot of um, you know uh, drugs and alcohol can be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know it's what that does is that turns you to pleasure um, for your release, and that becomes your god. And uh, and that god is a cruel god because it doesn't help you build relationship. Building relationship simply on getting pleasure from something or someone. Um, it, it leaves you alone. Leaves well, you I alone. think, you know, you look at the, at the groups and the idea of despair. Native Americans certainly have gotten a raw deal. I, I, I don't think anybody is going, to do, is going to dispute that in this country. And to an extent, that might expen, explain the high rate of despair. But whites, we're not that far behind them. Where traditional, other traditional underclasses like Hispanic and black are much, much lower. What's going on? Well, um, I think money can't buy you love. Money doesn't give you a reason to live. Um, I think that um, Western Europeans have followed the way of, of, of Sodom in, in many ways, where they, uh, they love their leisure, um, they have excess of food, and they don't consider the poor and needy. That is, in their own lives, they aren't taking care of other people. They're only taking care of themselves, and uh, that leads also not just to you know um, sexual deviancies, but to just a deviancy of humanity. Man is meant to love his neighbor. God created us to love. He created us in His image. God is love. He created us to love. And when we don't, when we when we don't love, we don't have opportunities to love other people, so then we won't be happy. <laughs> you know, we won't. We will despair. I mean, I think that's what's going on. We, we, the, the more narcissistic uh, our, our culture becomes, the, the worse um, the worse it's going to get. I think I don't I don't 
see it getting better in the future. I see it getting worse. And, you know, if, if you look at the different cultures in America, um, you, you look at the different cultures in America, uh, it is, it, it is the, the, um, people in, who, who have families and, and people to, to fight for, to live for, who have the lowest rates of suicide. You know, who actually daily deal with people, you know, even if they have to work hard, they don't make that much money. Um, uh, they're, they're, they know that people depend on them. And even when that's a pain in the butt, it still gives you a reason to live. It gives you value, you know? Um, and, uh, and so I, the only, this is one of the reasons why, um, you know, you've had my brother Andrew on this show too, but why we're always, you know, encouraging, Hey, have, have a family, you know, fight, like money isn't that important, you know, like have kids, you know, like, like go and face the culture, like change this culture so that it's more family friendly. And, and because that drives us away from our narcissism, you know, it, it makes us, it makes us recognize our value in other people and, and other people's value in us. And that's the way God made us. God is triune, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And, and the Father loves the Son, the Son loves the Father, the Holy Spirit is always in that love. And, and so he's not some monolithic God, but his love is actively love. Not some abstract concepts, but in, 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 in essence and in action. God but you, you look at the failing structure that you, that you just mentioned, uh, mm-hmm. where in, in African Americans, a family structure there is shattered as compared to that in the white, in the white society. And yet whites who have basically a much more intact family, uh, family uh, uh, structure are much more likely to take their own lives than, than, than blacks. Yeah, but and this is where, yeah, if you go, I grew up um, in Racine, Wisconsin, kind of on a border of, uh, of a white, black, and, and then Hispanic neighborhood. And um, they, uh, you know, most of the, um, most of uh, the black kids there, you know, they didn't know their fathers. And we would play, we'd play basketball with them. But they, they hung out together. You know, they, they had communal, um, they had communal lives. They would, they would eat together. Um, um, you know, they would go to each other's houses and talk and, uh, they just had more of a family community, even, even without the fathers being there. I mean, I think that was, that's been a part of their culture for a long time. And I think it's a, it's a very laudable part of the culture. Whereas, um, you know, Europeans, I mean, maybe it was the weather keeping us in cabins for six months of the year where we didn't see anybody. So we're just all kind of weird. I don't know. But I've noticed this too. Like we, we live in, when I live in the city, you know, you walk and you, you gotta, you gotta deal with your neighbors. You say hi, et cetera, you know, and you're there. Whereas if you're in the suburbs, you, you have your own little castle and estate and you're all by yourself and you have all these nice things and you go here and you go there and you're really, really busy. But where is the community? You know, where is, you know, where, how much of what you do is for directly for other people, touching other people, and not, you know, uh, not only indir- not indirectly, but directly, that you can see, you know, the, the result of it. And, and I think there's something about that, because, yeah, fatherhood is important. And uh, I think we're coming up on Father's Day. Somebody told me that the other day. Uh, and and uh, fathers are important, but what, what families do is they need other families. You know, this is why in every church that I've been, I try to get the young couples together, so that they, you know, it's hard. 
building and fighting for a marriage, for a family. It's hard doing these things. You need other people. And um, the, more we, the more we recognize this, I think the better, the, the more solutions and the wiser we'll become as well. Um, we can't ignore our children. You know, we can't just give them stuff to do and to play with. We need to talk to them. We need to eat with them. We need to know what's on their minds. And, um, and we're not going to be able to do that for our kids if we're not doing it with, with each other. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, you know, as far as the culture, like why the, why the whites? I'd say because white people like money too much. And uh, they're worshiping mammon, and mammon kills them and makes them despair because mammon isn't worth anything. God is. Family is. You know, people are. So that's what I think. I mean, anybody, any culture that loves money so much is doomed to die. I just got an email from a lady uh, who uh, has a comment here. I think it's very, very good. Uh, She said that she just attended a youth cafe on suicide, and according to the statistics, more women attempt suicide, but more men are successful, which is quite true, according to the the data that I have. Uh, She says it's because of the choice uh, of uh, how they they use to commit it. Uh, Men overwhelmingly choose firearms. Women, their favorite one is uh, poison. Although firearms are yeah. a close second to that. And she says that she, and a very good point, and thank her for bringing this up. She says that she doesn't think we're addressing those who are bipolar or clinically addressed. Now, she says that she's a Christian, and she knows that she's only alive through Christ, and who strengthens her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and she has to take antidepressants because she's clinically depressed. I understand. Trust me on this, Jeanette. I really understand. And she said, don't lump the suicides the way that we do. Sad is also a factor for those who don't, sad, as in seasonal affective disorder, is also a factor. Very, very good points. Jeanette, thanks so much for bringing this up. I really appreciate that. What are your thoughts on that, Pastor? Um, I'm not sure if I understood something about don't. Well, I think I think what she was saying is is one of the things we don't we did not address. For example, are, is a mental illness to the point of say bipolar's who who uh, take their own lives. Those who are clinically depressed and for whatever reason are not on proper medication. Uh, there's a lot going on here. I think this is what what she is is trying to say. Uh, you know, we we talk about despair. We talk about the presence of of the devil. But the devil works through different mechanisms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he will. I mean, the devil is the source of it all. So he, that the devil uh, physically changes people's um, minds. You know, if you think a certain way, um, then you're more likely to think that way again. And and he he he's he's a master of this. He affects the body as well. Mm-hmm. Look at what Job uh, suffered. The devil has control of the wind. You know, he. I mean, this God of house. You know, the devil has control of the winds, but he knocks the house down that Job's kids are in. You know, the devil gives Job a physical disease so that he has boils, right? Um, so the devil is the cause of this. So, so I, even even when you bring in, you know, when you deal with, I think, um, when you deal with specific mental illnesses, we should never, ever lose sight of the fact that the devil is behind it and that it, we're still dealing with false belief and despair. So um, it's it's the, the fact that it is physically manifested in this way, and that it is crippling someone, um, so that it can be physically diagnosed, um, is all the more evidence for it. 
I think we have this, we have this, uh, I mean, ever since the Enlightenment, we, we separate the spiritual and the material, you know, and the physical. And um, we're, we're, we're body and soul. That's what we are. We're body and soul. We, we can't, we can, we can consider the soul or the spirit abstractly, but, but we can never, like, apart from the body, but, but we can never really observe it apart from how it works in the body. And so when you see, um, you know, people with bipolar and, um, and uh, going manic depressives and people who, who just simply can't, they're crippled by this poor, you know, this, this uh, weakness, unwillingness to, 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 to live or to act, um, deep, deep and abiding sadness. Um, the devil is the source of this. It, it, the source of it is, is uh, false doctrine that the devil is, is preaching into the heart. And this is where, is there, any, is there another time where we realize that doctrine is not some theological system, like some system out there for intellectuals, but it really is, it, it, it's, we're dealing with what God says with the Word of God and how much the man lives not by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So if, if, there, are, if there are ways to help physically um, people who are suffering from the devil's attacks in this way, then we should use them um, and have people who are prudent and wise enough to see that. Um, I, 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 I just simply don't think that's enough. I, and I, I think that, um, what, what, what is the name of the, uh, the woman who emailed you? Jeanette. Jean, I think that Jeanette would agree with this, that it's, there is a spiritual aspect that we, um, it's without God's word, we have no hope. And it isn't just those who are, who are, uh, uh, clinically depressed, it is, it is everyone. They, they might just not realize it. You know, it's, it's the only, it's the only light we have. And, um, and, uh, people who don't believe that, who don't know God and don't know Jesus, well, that is going to come anyway. Um, and in a sense, in a sense, and this is, I say this very carefully, in a sense, we are all suicides, as I said before, because when we sin, we, we are killing ourselves. You know, that's what we're doing. And um, and the only antidote to any of that is is faith in Christ. So is is, is Christ. I, I wish that the survey that I've been reading here from the National Institute of Mental Health had broken down by faith as well. You know, who are the churchgoers who are not? Do atheists commit suicide at a higher rate than believers? What's going on here? I, I don't know. They haven't done that, and I would love to see that. Because, you know, the atheist doesn't accept that that we are part of God's plan, or even that God exists. So what do they have to rely on? They don't believe the Word. Yeah, I mean, I... I, uh, I, God, I mean, God allows the devil to attack Christians, too, with suicide. So I'm not, I, I'm not interested so much in the statistics, because, because again, like, first people can confess something and believe something, but the question is, is whether it actually, they actually truly believe it, you know, and, and whether it actually takes effect in their life. So, um, but I do think, like, for example, the pagans, the, the atheists, or not atheists, the, uh, the, the pagans uh, of, like, ancient Rome and Greece, they considered suicide to be a noble thing if you had been dishonored or um, if you wanted to avoid uh, humiliation. Um, you know, Cato committed suicide, and um, and uh, and and uh, what was his name, Lucretia, and they were they were considered noble people 
for committing suicide. Yeah, Mark um, Anthony and, of course, uh, uh, Socrates in ancient Greece. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that was an execution yeah. for Socrates. But either way, like, it was, you know, it was looked, it was looked at as something that could, it was actually noble. Um, hmm. But it's also based on the uh, works righteousness. Like, with Socrates, he's like, I'm not afraid of death because I've been righteous. And it's like, oh, really, Socrates, you think so? Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm not, you know, as far as the belief is concerned, I, I know that, like, Christians who suffer from, um, this deep, uh, sadness, um, they, they know, you know, if you, if you tell them, um, you just need to believe, that just, that's another burden for them, you know? So it's, it's, you, it's more, it's not so much that, I think that the solution is in, uh, in, in hearing the Word of God, in speaking the Word of God. And I, one of the greatest things that, that has helped me and has helped many other people is, is singing, because singing involves your body. And people say, oh, I don't like to sing. Well, who cares? Go sing in the shower. Learn some Lutheran hymns. Learn um, One of the hymns that we learn in my congregation, and, and Becky and I have been singing a lot, um, is the hymn, Now Thank We All Our God. It's just a, Now thank we all our God with hearts and hands and voices. Who wondrous things has done, in whom this world rejoices. And then who from our mother's arms has blessed us on our way with countless gifts of love and still is ours today. It's a happy tune, and it reminds you of this. You know, like, even if you don't feel it, if you sing it, then it involves your body and it gets you, you know, and, and you have, you, you find these hymns of thanksgiving, and you just do it. You do it. You don't think about the why. You don't wait until you're motivated. You just do it. And and, uh, and and that's one of the hardest things, you know, like, why can't I try, et cetera. You've got to fight. You've got to fight. You have to, even if you feel that you, you can't. It, 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 is, it is life is worth living. You are not dead in your sins. You are alive to God through faith in Christ Jesus. And even the smallest victory, like... Well, that's that's the problem, God. though, with with the depressives or with the or with the bipolar, where they they don't have the uh, ability to to fight. They don't have the tools to fight. They need this outside help. Mm-hmm. Well, that's and that's yeah, that's 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 exactly right. They need outside help. What, what's the outside help? You know, mm-hmm. your counselors can help. I mean, you know the hymn, um, "Oh God, my faithful God, true fountain ever flowing." There's a line in there that says. And let me find good friends for counsel and correction. Uh, and that's where we all are. This is too. Like I said before, we think that we can do it on our own. None of us can do it on our own. No, we can't. We, we need others. And so if, if a person has no strength to do it, then we you need to be around other people. This loneliness, this isolation, like it, it, it is, they need to be around other people. And, 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 uh, um, and, uh, and, and that means that we need to be strong to bear them up. You know, and, well, I also uh, want to point out. You know, the LCMS has it has a uh, recognized service organization, the uh, 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 Family and Child Services, and they uh, they do counseling. I mean, and it's 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 right in 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 keeping with Lutheran doctrine. They they have licensed uh, licensed therapists there. You can talk to your physician, and there is medication that can be pr- provided. You know, God it's God gives gives us. The ability to use these things. Yeah, he does. He does, and uh, I, I, I've always, you know, I've, I'm always nervous talk, even talking about medication because I'm not, I'm, I haven't been trained. The one, the only thing that I was taught at the seminary um, when I, I took uh, pastoral counseling, and it was that 
you need to be careful when people who have been depressed, when they get on the medication, that can give them the courage, actually, to commit suicide. Ouch. And so that it, it doesn't, thought yeah, of that. exactly. Yeah, so it's, and, and so I was warned about that because sometimes they'll show what seems to be improvement, but really the problem hasn't been dealt with. So that's the only, you know, I don't know, other than that, that was just the only thing I was warned about and then um, basically told, you know, you can't prescribe medication. So, like, I, I deal with the spiritual aspect of it, and I don't, I also do not want the spiritual being separated from the, the physical, you know? Like, I, I think that's a bad idea. I think that we are body and soul, and, and one, of the, one of the reasons that, um, that people are committing suicide more and more is just because of the general cultural uh, belief, practical belief, the way people live their lives. As if this is where it's at. This is where our, you know, our, our treasure is in the things of this world, in mammon, and, and in gratifying ourselves and not in serving others. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And although, you know, there's another danger in the medication thing. I've known some people who have been depressive and they'll be on the medication and they'll start to feel well and say, well, I don't need the medicine anymore. Uh, yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, the, uh, yeah, I've met a lot of, in fact, a lot of the homeless people that I've met are, uh, people who don't want to go on their meds, you know, and, uh, uh yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think we need to be careful with such medication, and uh, I think it's probably been yeah. abused a lot in recent years. Um, I think a lot of, for example, the school shooters have been on medication. Um, not that medication is the cause of that, but just, you know, it didn't. Alone, it can't help. These no, it can't. Loners, you, you've got to you've you know? got to combine it with with therapy. You've got to combine it with spiritual with spirituality. And, yeah. and here's where where the church is so vitally important on this thing. As you pointed out, we're nothing without 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 Jesus, and mm -hmm. we need that message constantly, reminding us that that this is this is why this is what it's about, and it's just. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, now you're getting me on my well, high horse here. <laughs> I know, and this is a really depressing show, Tip. I don't know if I want to come back, but yeah, <laughs> but it's a combination I, of all is, three things. You got it. You got to have the gospel. You've got to have the meds, and you've got to have the counseling, and they will truly help. Pastor, we're about running out of it here, but this has been an. A very important discussion. You've given me a lot of food for thought. I hope we have given our audience a food for thought. I want to thank Jeanette for her contribution that has really been something that is is valuable i believe and uh boy i know it's it's given me pause for thought so thanks so much for it i want to tell our audience you've been listening to let's talk the pastor is in and today's guest pastor is mark poise of saint anthony's pardon me saint andrew's lutheran church and campus center in laramie wyoming i want to give a special thought uh thanks to the pastor emeritus fritz bowie for letting us use his recording of all glory lord and honor as the theme song of let's Talk the pastor is in. You've been listening to The Pastor Is In, a weekly chance to chat with the pastor. Your support is vital for this program to continue. To learn about giving opportunities, call Mary at 314 996 1518. You can make a gift safe, secure, and easily online at KFUO.org. 
Thank you for listening and supporting. The Pastor is in on Worldwide KFUO.